Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff. And I'm Amy and we just finished decorating our house with all our indoor Christmas decorations and that's what spurred the idea to do this podcast. You're right, it was a merry time. I always love uh, decorating the house for Christmas, and we're doing it relatively early this year. We are. Everything but the tree. We do a live tree, so we have to wait a little bit closer to Christmas so it doesn't dry out. That's right. It's so much work putting Christmas decorations up. I figured, why not get them up a little earlier so we can enjoy them a little longer? It's not work with the three of us, though. Well, yeah, I shouldn't really call it work. (laughs) Yeah. It takes the the merry out of it. It's not not a bad thing. It's it's a good thing. We're cranking the, the Boney M and... Yep. Yep. Digging out all the old Christmas decorations, blowing the dust off them, cursing the ones that were broken. It's interesting, though, for the second year in a row, there's an entire tub of decorations we can't find. I know. I don't know how we would lose an entire plastic Rubbermaid tote in our house, but we've, we've managed we to do in the, it. in the basement for it? Nope. Nothing. Anyway. No idea. I even went down thinking that you might have been man looking. Yeah. And missed an entire tote, but you did not. I did not. So I, I who knows I... if somebody came into our house and stole that one thing. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be it's a very funny. disappointing steal. It was, it was a really good thing, though. It's a, it's a good, positive uh, Christmas this year, for sure. I think so. I think it's, you know, last year was hard. It was heavy with COVID. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the world's coming out of that mindset a little bit and we're starting to get in the holiday spirit. I know we are in the McLennan household anyway, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight on our podcast or what are we talking or about? this morning, depending on when you're listening to this, Whenever Perhaps you're listening. it's the afternoon or 2 a.m. Yeah. But it's going to be 14 unique Christmas traditions. Yes, I've numbered them for my own sanity. Yes, insanity. And it's insanity when I number things yeah, and then that's try true. to stick to a list. But we're going to do it. I like a challenge. You do like a challenge. So let's get to it. So the first one, well, actually, I want to start out with a quote on this one. And it was funny because I said to Jeff, I'm like, I just can't really find a good holiday or Christmas quote. Yeah. So then I just decided to find a Billy holiday quote. <laughs> You went, you went to the other holiday. That's so funny. So and you the, went from Christmas to jazz. So did you do jazz hands when you did it? I might have did a little jazz hands while I was googling. The quote from Billy is actually it's actually a song lyric from uh, the song "Crazy He Calls Me," and the quote is "The difficult I will do right now. The impossible will take a little while." Yeah, that's that is pretty good. I love it. I can imagine her actually saying it. And maybe I'm trying to think, I mean, that's a great quote in life, but I could tie it to Christmas decorations and say, maybe the indoor decorations in general were a bit difficult. Maybe the tree is impossible, but I'll do it. It'll just (laughs) take a little while. Yeah, absolutely. A live tree, though, does seem a little daunting every year. I mean, you have to... You want to get an artificial tree? Is this what we're doing right now? No. Are we deciding this? I'm not going there yet. I feel like it's... Yeah. No, we... I just love the smell of the tree. You do. And that's why I bought a And I love the mess. I love finding needles in June that were swept underneath the couch. Mm -hmm. All of those things. That's why I got a wreath, though. So when we come in, we can smell the pine. Yes, that's right. Jeff Mm -hmm. picked up an awesome wreath. We 
proudly host our podcast out of St. John, New Brunswick, and we have an awesome St. John City Market, and they are always selling all the great greenery, so fresh wreaths. And when this one dries out, because we've got it pretty early, we'll just buy another one and swap it out. That's right. Get some fresh tree smell going on. They're great. A lot easier to swap out a wreath than it is to swap out a whole Christmas tree. The first one, I tried to find some unique Christmas decorations. Well, I always try to find unique Christmas decorations, but for this episode, we're talking about traditions. And I tried to find some unique ones. In doing my research, I came across a lot of things that I think people just are already doing. So this one was pretty cool. Number one is to trace hands. So this is more for people who really? may, who uh, have children in the house who are growing up. And the idea is to have a flannel tree skirt, mm-hmm. or you could use the backside of a regular cloth tree skirt, I guess. And you trace your child's hand each year. Right. And just write their age in it. And what it is, is you kind of go around the tree skirt and you can see how their hand grows each year. Oh, wow. I can see. That's interesting. Your eyes just like when she had this realization of how magical that would be. Yeah. I could see it in your eyes. You got, I got that Christmas twinkle. (laughs) I'm telling you. Now it's really interesting though. Um, would you remember to do it every year? I guess that would be the Christmas tradition. That well, as long as you thing. didn't lose the tote that had the whole tree skirt in it. Or the hand. Or the, <laughs> you gotta have the oh hand. Oh my God, that's a horror Christmas. <laughs> I know. But uh, Chucky Christmas. Yeah, 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 the handless family. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of cool. And, you know, and then yeah. it's just a little... It know. is a really... I've never even thought to do that. No. And thought, now that Hux is eight, I think it's a little late to start. But Yeah, I thought initially where you were going with that was that, you know, you make the plaster cast of the hand. Can you imagine doing the plaster cast of the hand every year? And you <laughs> just, just have this them, growing... around the house. You could yeah. decorate them for Christmas. It would be pretty cool. You, yeah, you could. The next one is number two, tell Christmas stories. And I was doing this with my mother today. We were on the phone. I was working on yet another puzzle. And my mother was decorating the tree and hauling out decorations. Uh, and she was sort of telling me about each one. And I remembered them all, you know, from when I was a kid. And just because you, you do remember each one has its own little story. Or you remember how maybe it was broken and you tried to fix it. And you sort of half fixed it, but you're still going to put it up anyway because it's special. And it, they have these bells. My parents have these bells that oh yeah? you turn, you plug them in, and you turn them on, and they play crazy music. It's just elect; they're just electric like bells. Like our Santa that plays the saxophone. That's right. Yeah. And they've been work. They're literally forty years old. Oh wow! Like, I'm in my forties, and they've had them since I was a kid. Maybe they may have even bought them before I was born. Right. And mom was hauled them out when we were on the phone. And I said, do they still work? She said, let me plug them in. And I could hear them coming through the phone. So it's great to tell Christmas stories, you know, when you're sort of pulling out the ornaments. But I think just the idea of storytelling is a great way to keep those memories going and pass through generations these these awesome stories. So why not take a time, Yeah, whether it's on Christmas Eve or just another special night around the holiday season where... You just sort of sit around and everybody talks about their favorite memories or their favorite story from the There's usually something story-worthy from every single Christmas that has passed. So there's no, what's the word? What am I, what's the? Shortage? Yeah, shortage. (laughs) Is it? There's no shortage of information there. You were just falling short of the word shortage. I was. You're almost there. The word was not showing up in my vocabulary. It happens. That's what I'm here for. I know. Number three is not to tell a Christmas story, but to listen to one by candlelight. Oh. Oh, says housekeeping uh, website. Or Christmas lights. 
Mm. I don't know. I think it's just, they're just saying atmospheric. Or if mm-hmm. you're somebody who happens to have a fireplace, you could sit in front of that. You could just get a bonfire going. Yeah. You could sit in front of a light bulb. <laughs> you could do whatever you want. <laughs> but the point is to listen to a story. So, you know, there's that scene in the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation where they're reading, you know, the classic Christmas story that now I can't think of the name, whatever that the was. The Night Before Christmas. That's it. Yeah. That's it. See, we're here for each other. What a team. Yeah, between us, we've got all the words. Twas the night before <laughs> Christmas and all through the house. So you can certainly do something like that. There's actually, an, you know, you can play an audio version. Charles Dickens, The Christmas Carol, just do a search on that. But one that's a, a little bit more of a, a modern option is there's an episode of This American Life, episode 47. What it is, is it's uh, David Sedaris. I love David Sedaris. He does, he does this, uh, it's called Santa Land Diaries. And he talks about his time at Macy's working as an elf. <laughs> the movie based on his experiences, I wonder. <laughs> it's supposed to be hilarious. And he just, it's a true account of his two Christmas seasons that he spent working there uh, in Macy's department store in New York. I guess a, a shorter version of the story had aired on NPR's uh, Morning Edition, and it generated more tape requests than any story in the show's history at that well, point. I have anyway. not heard this yet. I've so read a couple of his books, but I've, I don't know. So this. It's, an ep- it's a podcast episode, yeah. This American Life, episode 47, and it's actually the second act. Did you and listen to it yet? I haven't downloaded it, and I'm going to check it out. I it's only about half an too. hour, so yeah, well, maybe. Listen to it. That's Why don't we start our tradition of listening to that every year that sounds great this year and we'll do it around we don't have our christmas tree up yet so light bulb it is light bulb it is it's it's a very sparse christmas no (laughs) number four is to play holiday hide and seek what (laughs) this one i think a lot of people do the whole people i think hide the pickle do this you know the hide the pickle one oh yes don't we have that pickle we do. We, it's probably but, in the tote. <laughs> we have a. Oh, is it the tote? To, oh, the tote with all the. So hide the pickle is a tradition that I. Right. I mean, depending on where you read on the internet, some people say it started in Germany. Some people say it started in the U.S. But it's just having a pickle ornament or something pickle-like, I guess, that you hide on your. Something hide that on your blends tree. in with the tree. You don't want a yellow pickle. That's it's, right. It has to. Blend Unless in you with have the tree. a yellow tree, then a yellow pickle. <laughs> You might want to go for the Lady Ashburns. Is that a tradition I don't know about? Yellow <laughs> trees? <laughs> throw a whole jar Lady Ashburns, that's good. That's good. So you hide the pickle, and mm-hmm. usually it's done on Christmas Eve, and the kids or maybe the adults all try to find it. And whomever finds it first either gets a little gift or perhaps they have good luck for the coming year. <laughs> I'm what sorry, you, but, you the whole, but the whole family plays a game called Hide the Pickle? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious if there was a charcuterie uh, board we could bring salami into it but we won't go there this is a clean show what kind of board is it charcuterie oh yeah okay that's everyone's favorite word to say charcuterie yeah what you does know, charcuterie mean what does that even mean that means we'll check that out on another okay episode. yeah all right well, you, you figure that one out you, you i will report back Yes, that's a quick Google question. Do you realize that every time we've said, oh, yes, we will report back we loyal never listeners, do. we say this to our loyal listeners and then never get back to them. I know. The... <laughs> we, have, we are completely... Sorry, guys. Yes. Thanks for still listening to us, though. Because people are listening. <laughs> there still. is the odd time we do remember to it's get true. back on something. We do. We do. Maybe this will be that time. So if you don't have a pickle, you <laughs> can... <laughs> <laughs> Pickle. If you don't find yourself in a pickle, right. you could do 
you know, even birds or some other type of ornament. And I read a little story about somebody talking about their Nana had started a tradition of hiding a small plastic bird in the Christmas tree. And then once they were adults, the siblings all uh, were given red cardinals by their mother and so that they could all do the same tradition with their own families. That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. I think I saw your eyes tear up. Yeah, uh, I've got a tear. If you haven't noticed, there's one on each eye. Not just one, like the movies. Oh, yeah. like I'm crying. Oh, okay. Or like the black tear that means you <laughs> murdered someone in jail tear. or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So number five is to plan a progressive dinner, and this one brings back memories for me. It's where you go from house to house. So if you have extended family, okay. and you travel around from home each home, and you have a course at each place. So one oh. person does appetizers and the next person does another course and then you end up with you know desserts at the end but i remember this it was just we did it for a few years in a row and it was so much work and everybody would get completely stuffed and by the end when you got to the last house nobody had room for anything and somebody would have worked really hard on a dessert yes and so the whole thing was just really disappointing. And if it was snowing and you were trying to get all bundled up and, you know, they're with young kids, it just was not. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great, unique tradition. That sounds really funny. I was thinking that it would be interesting to add a couple of things to that. Like each house you go to was working on a different puzzle. And whoever showed up had to work on that puzzle. Then you go to the next house and you have to work on the other puzzle. Do you know what oh. I'm saying? Okay, yeah, that sounds fun. I mean, it could make it fun. I know you love puzzles. <laughs> I do love puzzles. I don't. It wouldn't be fun for me because I don't like. I puzzles. just picture everyone running into a house, and then we all sit down and do the puzzle for twenty minutes. And then we all run back out to our. Well, cars. you ha- you got to have a libation. You got to have the meal and stuff. But you work Ooh, on the puzzle. libation. Yeah, nice word. Thank you. I've been had that one in my back pocket for a while. <laughs> it's a. I think you could do the progressive dinner and be successful with it. I think our family just. We just couldn't get it worked out. Oh, no. So, number six, looked for decked halls on Christmas Eve. Uh, I mean, you can do this any time of year, whether it's going for a drive to look at Christmas lights or even just taking a walk around the neighborhood and checking out decorations that people may have up on their lawns. Or It's a great way to get out into your community and connect with neighbors. And the festive lights have gotten real serious in the past 10 years or so with the light show and the music and stuff that oh, you I know that you like and program. the blow up things the things that not explode blow up but just you know fill up with air yeah <laughs> and dance on the front oh lawn. i see i know what you're talking Kinda about like the, the used giant car dealership Santa's. things yeah. yeah i mean uh, it's crazy you can also decorate your lawn with tinsel <laughs> when i was little this is me telling my Christmas story. Yeah, let's hear this tinsel and, story. And I and I had my own, my very first dog. Well, he was a few years old by then. And but we used to put tinsel on the tree. I think that's something this that. Is a, this yes, is, oh. this is the story. Oh, you're telling the story. This is great. <laughs> the tinsel story. And it was a time when tinsel was, I think, a lot more popular. And we had rules. We had rules around tinsel. My mother was the only one who was really allowed to to hang it on the tree, and it had to be one strand at a time. And Anyways, it had to hang. That sounds and labor not... intensive. Yeah, but I think she liked it. It was relaxing. One and then someone time. would open the door and the wind would blow in. And it would mess up all the tinsel. But what we didn't realize was that our dog was eating the tinsel off the lower branches. And we would 
<laughs> we noticed <laughs> there was one time, well, it wouldn't quite digest, as you can imagine. Tinsel wouldn't. <laughs> I'm imagining So he it. was running across the lawn with a piece of poop dangling from his butt <laughs> and the rest of the tinsel still inside him. Disco my dad poop. had to go out with like scissors to cut it. And anyway, <laughs> I know that's that's absolutely that's disgusting hilarious. visual. I love it. I love it. It's but great. Then, so no longer a family show. Then came the spring and the snow started to melt and there were all these little piles of tinsel. <laughs> it was always my job in the in the springtime to go out and, and clean when all the, that up. when the snow would melt and I would get the uh, you know the dog messes that were missed over the winter season and it was just piles of tinsel everywhere because he had eaten so much of the tinsel. I don't know how he lived through it, but he did. He lived a probably a good decade after I that. I love that story. So you can decorate your lawn with tinsel, but hopefully not with dog poop mixed in with it because that's just not as nice. That's right. Uh, this next one is just to let everybody open a Christmas present on Christmas Eve. That was not a tradition that my family did the whole time that I can remember. That was a later thing. That started around like 9 or 10 as I can remember. Like usually you just open all the presents in the morning. Well, yeah, and some people would have a special present that was designated for Christmas Eve. But even as a family, you could just have one present that was maybe a board game or yeah. a puzzle that you could just all do together that night. And if you do do that, a board game or a puzzle, you could write on the inside of the lid you know, the Christmas that you got it and it would just be a nice memory to have. Yeah. So this one I thought was hilarious. Uh, number uh, eight is nutcracker tunes. So there was a family who, and a lot of people have bowls of nuts and yeah. they have the nutcrackers around their house and some people eat them and some people just put them out because they look nice and then they get thrown in the garbage and afterwards. And then someone will show up that you don't expect and they just like, oh, nuts. And they start eating them when they're supposed to be just decorations. Well, that I don't think there's. The I think they're supposed to be eaten. I think, they are supposed for, to be eaten, but you never think they're going to. But there's I know. always that one person. And then someone's person. busy, you know, digging out the walnuts with yeah. the little metal sharp thing. And that lit- I don't know literally, what it's like shards of like the nut are going. Yeah, you catch one on your foot, and you know. Yeah. It's great. And then you just you, then you get up and play and a game you, of hide the pickle. And then you. <laughs> and then there's like the Brazil nuts, or the ones that are almost impossible, and like fly across the room. Anyways, back to this tradition. Not a creature was stirring, this, not even a mouse. This family said that after a few glasses of wine on Christmas Eve that their family would get together and they would use the nutcrackers. They had wooden ones and they would try to crack out songs and people would have to guess what it was. So they would use the crackers to, you know, wow, make that's the, a... a Christmas carol of some sort. That would take a lot of wine to find that fun, I think. Yeah, that would not be an easy game. Like, picture, like, how could you do, like, you know, Silent Night with the, with the, with the they nut? They actually said that their mother tried to do, they said the Christmas carols were easy, but their mother would do, like, opera, and their uncle oh. was, like, into jazz, and, like, just... <laughs> Who's this? It's Miles Davis. It's like, no. an, it's like the Christmas version of Spoons, playing the it's, Spoons. It's so funny, though. I, I, I would be amazed if anybody got it right once. Seriously. No. It's not easy. Number nine is holiday crafts. So just to do a craft, we used to do ornaments so that there would be, you know, an ornament each year that we would have done as a craft together. One year we did ornaments out of Play-Doh that was supposed to harden and preserve. And then next winter when we took them out to put them up, they were all rotten. <laughs> <laughs> I th- at first I thought you said hol- holiday crap. And so I was like, are you talking about the dog again? <laughs> the tinsel? 
<laughs> oh, okay, now I'm crying. Oh, you are, tears you. of laughter. No, it's uh, <laughs> so don't make them out of Play-Doh, but other holiday crafts are a fun thing. They're a fun time to do with family. Whether they turn out or not, the memories will turn out. You can have a lot of fun with tinsel as well. <laughs> Number 10 is just to teach your kids about giving back. And we actually have done this with Hucks a few years. We recently did a good declutter, so we probably won't need to do it this year. But we would spend a few weeks prior to Christmas and just going through toys. And essentially, we'd just say, well, you know, we got to make room for more toys to come into the house. And if Santa comes and sees that you have too many toys, he's not going to leave any. And we would just basically pick out, uh, you know, things that could be donated. Uh, number 11 is to do a baking swap. And I've done this with family before, friends, because usually when you do a whole batch of one thing at Christmas time, it's a lot to have around, like a whole batch of fudge. So if you have a group that you sort of get together and you all do a different recipe and then you can exchange and you can have a few squares of one kind and a few cookies of another, and then you have a good mixture of Christmas sweets. So if you don't bake, you're just having a holiday alone. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't bake. Do you? <laughs> you oh, can... yeah, you can make amazing cookies and bread. Your bread. You're going to make some bread soon? Make some bread. Maybe. Sorry about that little Always aside, keep them but... wanting more. Yeah. That bread is a rare occurrence. What? It's every five-year bread. <laughs> that's, not, that's not good. That's, that's, not, that's not frequent at all. <laughs> <laughs> we always made cherry balls. <laughs> <laughs> sweaty? No, sweaty? I knew you were going to go to the SNL, <laughs> well, SNL version. That's why I started laughing before I could even get it out. No, they were the peanut. They were peanut butter balls with peanut walnuts, butter balls, and, like nutcrackers. No. What's going on here? <laughs> peanut butter balls and cherries mixed in, and then we dipped them in chocolate, and they were amazing. And I'm thinking I'm going to make some this year. It's been a long time, but we. They're so rich, though, aren't they? They are, and we put them in a tin, and we. I remember my mother saying, we'll put them in the deep freezer downstairs in the laundry room. And that way we won't eat them as much. And they'll last a little longer. And we'll right. just go down and we'll get a little plate and put, you know, two or three on it and bring them up for the, you know, when we have guests or but whatever. But everybody knew they were there. Everybody volunteered to do laundry. <laughs> That's great. We're like, oh, well, I'll go put the laundry in the dryer. And That's every time we went, Every time we went down to the deep freezer. And then by the time Christmas Eve rolled around, there was nothing left. No. In the tin, we had already eaten through them. I think that's a great, great incentive to go down and do well, laundry. Yeah, I suppose. And I like frozen sweets because they slow you down a little yeah. or you break a tooth. Yeah. I haven't broken a tooth yet, but I think that could happen. Um, having annual ornaments on, you know, on a tree can also just be memories, you know, mm-hmm. memory inducing. So that's number 12. And <laughs> well, I, I, wait, I just want to say, like, it's really nice. You can take that to a different. Uh, level and that and that's the stuffies that we have yes right like they have some of them are like collectible from like certain years and stuff well it's from sears my parents bought stuffies every year from sears and stuff sears did a whole people are like people are out there going like what is sears i know which is so it's kind of like the encyclopedia set from the last episode where mom and dad collected half of it and the grocery store stopped the program they they did at least i think there's probably 20 years where mom would always go to Sears and she would get the little stuffed animal with the year uh, embroidered on its paw or whatever it may be. And then one year they just stopped. But we we have have a whole, we have have a whole collection and Hux loves getting them all arranged each year. Ah, perhaps we could do a picture of them on our Instagram. We just, we just uh, got them all set up. Well, yes, we did. 
We certainly can. Yep. That's a thing we can make happen. And we will follow through on that promise, unlike all our other we ones. Will. No, I think we do more than we give ourselves credit for, to be honest. <laughs> but the idea of these annual ornaments and having memories, I, I read one woman talked about the fact that every year they would eat donuts and champagne, <laughs> drink champagne while they decorated the tree. And they would save the wire cage from the top of the champagne bottle. And they'd write the year underneath and they'd actually put the cages on the tree oh that's a great as idea. decoration so their tree was adorned with these they were at the at the point of the article 27 champagne cages and they just use a sharpie to write the year underneath each people one people come to visit and they're like you guys really like sharp champagne and they try to pick ones that were colorful so yeah it was, i love that idea it's great but i read people said what well, like don't just stick with ornaments do mementos like you know, the the keychains that you get from trips. Oh, things. yeah. And I thought to myself, it might look tacky, but it might also be a great way to finally use all those keychains. So I thought that was cool. One person said that they put their grandmother's credit cards from high-end stores like Harrods in London. <laughs> they hung them on the tree, which I found odd. That is rather odd. I know. It is strange. So, yeah. Your uncle has person... an amazing tree of like... Oh, it's incredible. Like, it's the, the most... Uh, incredible tree i've ever seen i know all of the ornaments are moving he has an, a whole train set that goes all the way around the the tree it's it's really cool like he's just, got all these pop culture ornaments that actually like do things and stuff you know oh like, yeah he's got the leg lamp and, i can't even remember oh yeah the leg lamp and but you can just look at stare in, at his tree for hours yeah. and there's just so many really really cool that ornaments to look at that's my uncle peter very yeah. cool tree. And so in that same article about hanging weird things in the tree, one person said that their brother played Captain Hook in the second grade and they hung the hook on the tree with a green ribbon <laughs> as a memento. That's Again. interesting. I mean, wow. <laughs> I guess it's just the idea of hanging memories, right? Hanging up memories, yeah. Maybe we should adopt that a little bit more. Number 13 is just to do a, a holiday hike. Uh, you know, you can just go out and go for a walk or a hike in the woods with family, or you can make it a little more fun for the kids. You can go out in advance and maybe hide some painted rocks, uh, you know, so yeah, it's a little bit a like idea. a Christmas Easter egg hunt. Or if you don't want to go out ahead of time, you could just do a scavenger hunt, maybe some things that they can find out in the woods and, and you could either have a little prize or just bragging rights. You we know? should do some of those so, things. We should do some of those. Well, that's what this is all about. I know. It's our own little I really, I'm really liking a lot of these ideas, though. I'm really liking the, you know, all of them. Really. I know. Well, almost all of them. I, I'm not Which too... ones do you hate, Jeff? Share that with me. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I think it's... Uh, is it the hook hanging from the tree? It's the hook hanging from the tree. It's okay. got to be that. I got you out of that one. I just gave you an example. Yeah. The, uh, the holiday hike it brings me to my last tip, which is uh, to have a winter picnic. And you can pair that up with the holiday hike. And it could just be, you know, hot chocolate, nothing, nothing too extravagant. Even if you don't have to do all of these, all of these unique traditions. But even if there's one or two listeners that stuck out to you even if you're just going to check out david sedaris on uh oh, on yeah. this american life yes then you know that's that's cool in of itself i do want to talk about the definition for this episode and it's going to seem a little you know off topic but it's a word that i came across when i was googling just different unique traditions and so i'll just start with the tradition it's called la, la noche buena 
and I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of that, but it's something that's celebrated in in Latin cultures across the world. And it's basically celebrating the good night on Christmas Eve. So they do feasts, everything from roasted pigs to hot noodle soup, depending on which country it's celebrating in. And it involves music and dancing and, and sometimes even fireworks. So La Noche Buena. But when I was reading the article, it referenced Latinx. So it's spelled like Latin with an X on the end. Yep. And I actually had to Google how to pronounce it because a lot of do, people do mispronounce it as Latinx. Okay. But what it is, it's a gender neutral alternative to Latina or Latino. Oh. So it's again pronounced Latinx. And it's a term that has just recently become accepted in, in pop culture. But there is some controversy around it. There are people who feel like it's a bit of an anglicization of the Latin language. And, you know, when I see a new term like that, I do like to read a little bit more about it because there can often be some controversy. You, you know, immediately I saw that and thought, wow, that's, that, that's great. You know, mm-hmm. what, a, what a great way to, to make sure that people feel represented. And, but then when you sort of look at some of the controversy around it, when you think about, you know, how it could be perceived, I, I just would encourage people when they do hear new terms being used to do a little research around it and, and have a good understanding of what it is before you add it to your daily vernacular. That's a great tip for sure. And that brings me to Jeff. Yeah, I was going to say we need some kind of a random tip, right? Isn't that what we do? That's right, and I'm laying that down on Jeff this episode. Okay, so say you're a person who uh, always loses their keys or don't know where they are first thing in the morning and stuff. So what are you going to do? So here's your tip. You take those keys and you put them on top of your shoes. You'll always know where they are when when it's time to leave and you'll never forget them. Right. You could do that with anything you don't want to forget in the morning. Do it just with the keys. Just with the keys. <laughs> so, so if you, you, if you ever want to rob us, yeah. come in and just look for Jeff's shoes and you can steal our car. Yeah. <laughs> Put that bowling ball right on top of the shoes if you think you're going to forget your bowling ball when you're going bowling. You know, there's all kinds of things you could put on top of your shoes. You know. <laughs> but the thing is, is what the re- I have to laugh extra hard at this, but you leave your shoes all over the house. I do. So I'd have to find my shoes first. <laughs> And then I'd find my keys. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, okay. everybody. I had to look. I had to turn away from the mic on that one. <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, and why not leave a review? You can also follow Info Quench on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till next time.